Welcome to the Three Martini Lunch. Grab a stool next to Greg Corumbus of Radio America and Jim Garrity of National Review. Three Martinis coming up. Very glad you're with us for the Friday edition of the Three Martini Lunch. Your stool is prepared for you. We've got good, bad, and crazy martinis for conservatives and Man, did we have a long menu to sift through today, but we think we've got the best good, bad, and crazy for you today. Jim, let's start with the good, and uh, it's it's a mildly qualified good. Overall, I think it's good, uh, because come 2022, which is next year, Republicans have got to get control of one of the two chambers. It's a 50-50 split in the Senate. Uh, I think it's going to be actually tougher to win back the Senate than the House, but uh, the House, of course, has a handful of seat majority for the uh, Democrats, and that's uh, leading to a lot of potential problems, including the $3.5 trillion officially. Most conservatives say it's going to be a lot more expensive than that if it passes. But uh, we're starting to get some decisions now. There were still a couple of incumbent Republicans in the Senate who were taking their own sweet time uh, trying to figure out whether they wanted to run for another term, and one of those was Chuck Grassley of Iowa, first elected to the U.S. Senate in 1980. That's the same day Ronald Reagan was elected president, which will be 42 years ago come Election Day 2022. So he's uh, been in for seven terms. He wants an eighth. Jim, he will be 89 years old come Election Day 2022. I will say that Chuck Grassley is in better shape than I am probably right now. Uh, He gets up at 4 a.m. every day to run. In fact, he uh, sent out his notice that he is running for re-election at 4 a.m. because he's running literally and running for re-election. You and I have uh, talked uh, repeatedly about how once you get to an advanced age, it might be time to uh, step aside. Our views on Chuck Grassley, I think, are mostly positive. Uh, I don't love his uh, his fascination with ethanol, but he does represent Iowa. I thought he did do a good job of handling the Kavanaugh uh, chaos of a couple of years ago. So the last thing I'll mention before I throw it to you is that there was just a poll out the other day showing he's got an 18-point lead over the likely Democratic nominee, former Congresswoman Abby Finkenauer. So he's probably the best chance for the Republicans to hold this seat. So what's your take on Grassley going forward again? Greg, I I pretty much concur with everything you said. I would note that the Des Moines Register poll, which is considered pretty darn reliable, did find, came out just a couple of days ago, and it found that uh, Joe Biden's approval rating in Iowa is right now 31, Aaron Glenn's old Jersey number, um, which is bad. That is a, Aaron Glenn is good, but that is a 31% approval is bad, 62% disapprove. Um, This is one of those states that, Trump won in 2016, and he won again in 2020 by an even wider margin. It may be that state of Iowa is just trending Republican, uh, and just that the current tone and style and attitude of the Democratic Party just isn't, just doesn't sell well out in Iowa, and uh, that you know the Democrats would would have a hard uphill climb, no matter who the nominee is. And I think you summarize, you you characterize Grassley well, and that. Yeah, you know, past, you, know, you and I are scoffing when they get up into the 70s and Grassley here would be 89 when he's sworn in, presumably 95, 96 at the end of the next term. I mean, that's, you know, that's a lot. Um, but as you observe, like he doesn't look or sound or, or you know, operate like a man who is 89 years old, both physically, mentally, you don't see him uh, doddering and all that kind of stuff. And he's a very easy to like kind of figure. Now I think, you know, again, God for you know, I hope, uh, I hope Grassley lives to be a hundred. 
which would be just a few years after his next term. Um, but, you know, if he, if, 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 if he has signs of health issues, if he has signs of uh, any kind of mental deterioration, then this is a different conversation. But look, for 89, he's in phenomenal shape. And so you can try, Democrats can try making an argument of Grassley is too old. I, I imagine they offered some variation of that argument six years ago and six years before that. And six years before that, and six years before that, you know, like, uh, and it's one of those things where I think as long as Grassley's physical and, and mental health are, uh, you know, tip top shape, then everybody will kind of shrug and say, eh, okay, you know, he's, he's 89, you know, he's, he's in his late 80s on the outside, but he seems like he's in his 60s or 70s on the inside. He's just fine. So um, look, as long as he's able to keep doing the job, good for him. I agree with, you know, generally that. And again, asking for a Iowa senator to be against ethanol and probably farm subsidies. Greg, it's like looking for a New York congressman who hates skyscrapers. Um, it's just what's there. <laughs> or, or, or the uh, Pennsylvania anti-steel and coal lawmakers or something like that. It's it's what they've got there. And uh, so I think you got to give them kind of a little bit of slack there. Um, you know, Grassley's, it looks like we're going to have Chuck Grassley around for a, to kick around for a long time. Yeah, I remember he got COVID last fall, about a year ago. And of course, the, the ghouls on, on Twitter were, were hoping that it would be the end of Chuck Grassley. But he, he, he whipped it faster than probably people half his age. So uh, yeah, my uh, understanding is, Greg, after three days of just a constant, constant fight, uh, COVID surrendered. <laughs> Well, you mentioned the Aaron Glenn jersey number, so of course that distracted me for about the next 30 seconds. And so I think the best Bears 31 I can come up with, at least in recent years, is Nathan Vasher, who was also a cornerback. If you don't remember him, don't feel bad. Uh, Greg Maddox, of course, would be the uh, most famous Cub with uh, 31 on his back. So uh, anyway. uh, And now everyone knows how Jim and Greg remember numbers. (laughs) Yes, that's that's, uh, the world we operate in. Well, Jim, whether you're 88... 89, thinking of another Senate term, or much younger than that, you definitely want to have all your affairs in order. Not that that's going to happen, hopefully, anytime soon for for Chuck Grassley or anybody else, but it's important to have those things lined up because you don't know when that's going to happen, and so you just want that peace of mind. And thankfully, trust and will uh, is there to help you through that process, because I know many of you are just starting out. You're perhaps buying a home. You're having kids. You're building wealth. You're not thinking about what's going to happen when it's your time to check out, but be sure to add securing your family's future to your to-do list by establishing a will or trust at trustandwill.com. At trustandwill.com, setting up an estate plan is simple, convenient, and secure. For as little as $39, you can nominate guardians for your children, determine who gets your stuff, and plan for future medical care all from the comfort of your home. Hiring a traditional estate attorney can cost thousands of dollars, and using a one-size-fits-all template is just not nearly specialized enough for you. Trust and will documents are designed by estate planning experts and customized for the state you live in. And with live customer support seven days a week, trustandwill.com's team is available to answer any questions you have while you're setting up your plan. They can cost thousands of dollars. I've heard that personally. And so it's my checkbook. Uh, so I really wish I had, I had known about Trust and Will before uh, Mrs. Columbus and I uh, put all of our affairs in order a number of years ago, which we're happy that we did, but we would have loved to do it for a much, much cheaper price tag. So uh, Trust and Will is the most trusted name in online estate planning, the category leader on Trustpilot, and they've helped hundreds of thousands of people protect their families, assets, and legacy. Gain peace of mind at trustandwill.com slash martini and get 10% off plus free shipping of your customized legal documents. 
Don't wait. You never know. Go right now. This is really important. Get 10% off plus free shipping at trustandwill.com slash martini. Again, trustandwill.com slash martini. All right, Jim, you do an excellent job of beating the drum on this in virtually, if not every single morning jolt, and we're trying to do the best we can on the three martini lunch as well. There are still American citizens, lots of them, and I have a feeling a lot more than the State Department is admitting, stuck in Afghanistan and they want to get out. There's thousands of green card holders, as Blinken admitted to uh, the Senate uh, just uh, last week. And of course, there are the thousands upon thousands upon thousands of allies who are stuck there. But did you know there are American school kids stuck there too? This has been floating around uh, for a while, doesn't get hardly any attention on the mainstream media, but uh, it's still happening, and it's uh, at the point where even a Democratic congressman is saying, hey, we got to solve this problem. That's Ami Barra out in California. Uh, This is the Sacramento Bee. Sacramento area school districts are still identifying more students stranded in Afghanistan under Taliban rule weeks after the U.S. completed its withdrawal from the country. San Juan Unified School District officials on Monday said 41 students were trapped in Afghanistan, a sharp increase from the two dozen or so the district had previously identified. Of the 41 kids, three were evacuated over the weekend from the war-torn country, but remain overseas. Sacramento City Unified officials on Monday said eight students are stranded in Afghanistan. Initially, they'd identified just one family who the Sacramento Bee uh, had interviewed. And so math skills might need a little work with the administrators in the San Juan and Sacramento Unified Districts. But Jim, uh, that's 49 people. Looks like three of them are out. And, you know, these aren't college students. These are high school and younger. And uh, our State Department voluntarily powerless to help them. And Trey Yinks, credit to him over at Fox News, he's still reporting from Kabul. He's running into lots of different people who have U.S. passports, green cards, uh, situations, SIVs, can't get out no matter how desperately they want to. So that's why I think this barely over 100 number from the State Department is totally bogus. Uh, But basically, we've got American kids stranded in Afghanistan. Yeah, and this seems like the sort of story that would ordinarily interest the media. Yeah. You know, since when do, you know, kids in danger not seem interesting? Since when do kids in danger by violent extremists not seem interesting? Um, by the way, I have, I have no particularly strong opinions on the story of the uh, uh, Instagram or social media, the young woman who, who was m- apparently murdered, went across the country. People arguing, why is there so much coverage of missing white women? Look, by the way, media, if you're complaining about that, you run the media institutions. <laughs> there are other stories that deserve more attention. Go cover those stories. There's there's nobody out there who's like, well, I'm not going to allow you to cover that story. But in this case, like, oh, my goodness, we have children, American citizens in Afghanistan, many of whom travel with their families to visit relatives back in August. They uh, had a feeling that this summer might be the last time they'd get a chance to visit their relatives in Afghanistan. Taliban takes over and they're stuck there. I, I get it. I can't understand. What, where's Nightline? Where is our, you know, countdown clock, day 38? Wait, oh, wh- what happened? Why is the media just suddenly decided this is not that interesting? And I think this will kind of point to a, uh, uh, a similar phenomenon in our third martini that, you know, the, the media kind of realized at some point, well, if we keep talking about this, things are going to get really, really bad for the administration and they're the good guys. We have to help them. We have to protect them. This means, even though this is a life and death story with kids' lives at stake, well, it's time to move on and talk about, you know, all kinds of, uh, you know, somebody must have had a microaggression or, you know, somebody's using wrong pronouns. Let's let's talk about that again. You know, we can't we can't actually keep talking about these kids because then, you know, the administration might have to do something about it. 
They didn't do it while the American forces were still there, but the second that last plane left, war's over. That's the headline now. And uh, very, very rarely uh, do you get any sort of of coverage. Even Blinken's testimony got some coverage, but not nearly as much as it should have when you still have dozens upon dozens, if not hundreds upon hundreds, of Americans still stuck in Afghanistan, not to uh, ignore the the allies and the green card holders. So, yeah, this is uh, amazing. And and the media's weird self-flagellation over the Gabby Petito story, which is a tragic story, not downplaying that at all, of we're going to cover this but we're also going to talk about why are we covering it? It's kind of like, uh, remember back in the day when uh, Bill O'Reilly would grouse about how salacious rap videos are for days on end and he'd just show the B-roll over and over and over again and, and talk about, can you believe what they're showing on these channels? I mean, look at this. Can you believe this? Uh, no, no, look at this. I also have vivid memories of Fox News, you know, I would say gavel to gavel coverage, but it wasn't a convention or a trial or anything. Nonstop coverage of the, you know, death of, of Anna Nicole Smith, which was oh. really, really tragic. You know, this is a you know, troubled woman who uh, had a certain amount of fame and notoriety. But man, oh, man, they love that B-roll footage. <laughs> yes, they did. Yes, yes, they did. All right, Jim, let's move away from the horrors in Afghanistan and uh, the ridiculousness of cable news sometimes and talk about our great sponsors over at MyPillow. We talk about them all the time and their fantastic products, including the pillows themselves, the sheets, the towels, the mattress topper, and beyond. And then, of course, there's the fantastic new My Slippers, which I love. There's nothing I love better walking around the house than My Slippers, which took two years to develop to ensure they are the highest in quality and comfort. And now, they're not only still fantastic, they're at a huge discount because when you use our promo code MARTINI at checkout at MyPillow.com, you can get 50% off. These slippers are durable. You can wear them all day, indoors or outdoors. They are made from beautiful leather suede, have cozy faux fur linings, and an indoor-outdoor sole. They are available in moccasin or slip-on style, and they're available in a variety of colors. Plus, they have a 60-day money-back guarantee and a one-year limited warranty. Now, they also have a three-tier cushioning system. The first layer is the MyPillow patented fill. They took the MyPillow patented foam that you know and love from your pillow and created a solid layer to provide incredible comfort. The second layer is the comfort memory foam, which provides that micro comfort and support so you can wear these slippers all day. And the third layer is the patented impact gel, which are made from US soybeans. This compact gel is revolutionary in absorbing impact and relieving pressure. And now for a limited time, MyPillow is offering 50% off the new My Slippers. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square. Enter the promo code MARTINI or call 800-874-0104. Now, while you're there, take advantage of the deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and the MyPillow towel sets. You can only save that 50% on the new My Slippers with the promo code MARTINI. Call 800-874-0104 or visit MyPillow.com today. All right, Jim, on to the crazy martini now, and it's kind of similar to what we talked about, as you mentioned, in the uh, bad martini, and that's the the look over there, chase the squirrel method that this administration is trying to get the media to do, and all too often the media is compliant. So there's a massive border crisis that is largely the result of this administration saying they weren't going to deport anybody for 100 days, Uh, they ended the Remain in Mexico policy. So for the last several months, 
over 100,000 illegal immigrants coming to this country. That doesn't even count the ones that uh, got past us at the border. Uh, the last two months, July and August, over 200,000 people illegally coming to the country, and most of them get to stay while they supposedly wait for their court date, which most of them won't show up for. Of course, uh, the latest example of the border crisis was in the Del Rio sector, over 10,000 people uh, congregating underneath this bridge uh, over the weekend and over about a three or four day span. And the administration said nothing about it. The media largely ignored it. And then there was a picture of a Border Patrol member on horseback reaching out for a Haitian immigrant and grabbing him by the back of the shirt. Now, there's one hand of the border agent on the horse and one hand on the migrant. And the reins are flying in the air. And so people are assuming that this was a whip on the left because they don't know what they're talking about. And so that meant that the Border Patrol was whipping people. This is not true. Nonetheless, that became the narrative on the left to the point where yesterday Jen Psaki announced they weren't going to use horses anymore in the Del Rio sector along the border. And today, uh, speaking to the press, Joe Biden, the president himself, very upset, not about the crisis, not about the policies that led to this humanitarian disaster, but of the images that were completely and probably intentionally misinterpreted. And of course, it's the Border Patrol agents now who are going to pay for it. Here's what he said. You said on the campaign trail that you were going to restore the moral standing of the U.S., that you were going to immediately end Trump's assault on the dignity of immigrant communities. Given what we saw at the border this week, have you failed in that promise? And this is happening under your watch. Do you take responsibility for the chaos that's unfolding? Of course I take responsibility. I'm president, but it was horrible what to see, as you saw. To see people treated like they did, horses barely running them over, people being strapped. It's outrageous. I promise you those people will pay. They will be an investigation underway now, and there will be consequences. There will be consequences. It's an embarrassment, but it's beyond an embarrassment. It's dangerous. It's wrong. It sends the wrong message around the world. It sends the wrong message at home. It's simply not who we are. So there you go, Jim. Uh, total gaslighting. Total avoiding of responsibility, even though he said he accepted responsibility there. Clearly, he doesn't. Uh, and so Border Patrol agents are probably going to lose their jobs, possibly even get prosecuted uh, to save a political narrative that's not true. Now, the photographer who took this picture spoke to KTSM in El Paso, Texas, and who said, look, some of the Haitian men started running, trying to go around the horses. I've never seen them whip anyone. He was swinging it, but it can be misconstrued if you're looking at the picture. So... The Border Patrol officials were not whipping the Haitians. But apparently we're going to react to that. And apparently not only can they not use the reins anymore. They're saying they can't use whips. They don't have whips. These are reins of a horse. Second thing is they said, well, you know, we're now Jen Psaki announced yesterday, they're not going to use horses anymore. What did the horse do? <laughs> no, the horse is probably, it's not the horse's fault. It's nobody's fault. Again, they didn't whip anybody. They didn't use it. They didn't lash anybody. Um, and then the next thing is, this is the same administration that said already, that there will be no, they've found no reason for discipline for anyone who fired the Hellfire missile that killed that aid worker and a whole bunch of children over in Afghanistan. So we're going to punish the uh, uh, Customs and Border Protection people who, for something they did not do, that is entirely a you know crazy lefty freakout on Twitter. That's going to make the administration take action. 
but actually with something part of the military chain of command where the president said, we will, you know, we will truck you down. We will not forget. We will not forgive. And then they kill an, an aid worker and a whole bunch of children. Nobody's going to be held accountable for that. This entire administration is upside down. And Greg, it's a good thing I'm fri- it's Friday because I think if we went this one more day of this kind of stuff and my head would explode. Yes, we are always grateful when the weekend arrives and uh, perhaps particularly after this series of ridiculous stories this week. Jim, have a good weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday. See you Monday, Greg. Jim Garrity, National Review. I'm Greg Columbus of Radio America. Thanks very much for being with us today. Please subscribe to the Three Martini Lunch podcast if you don't already and tell your friends about us as well. Always happy to have new listeners. Uh, We're very grateful for your five-star ratings and your kind reviews. Please keep those coming. Get us on those home devices. All you have to say is... Play Three Martini Lunch Podcast. Follow us on Twitter. He's at Jim Garrity. I'm at Dateline underscore DC. Have a good weekend. And please join us again on Monday for the next Three Martini Lunch. We are living in difficult times where people fear having thought-provoking conversations about pressing issues. And although we're in the midst of an information explosion, there are a lot of forces aiming to distort what's true. I created The Bill Walton Show to provide a forum for in-depth, thought-provoking conversations with leaders, artists, entrepreneurs, and thinkers. Please join me at thebillwaltonshow.com to explore what's true, what's right, and what's next.